0: Just Jack's what is up everyone? Welcome to another episode of Just Jacks Just Chat. Uh, today we have Jordan, uh, the founder of the Fine Golf Collective. Um, it's a UK online retailer that stocks Brands, not inside Europe, essentially, uh, mainly from the States. They've also got Birds of Condor from from Australia. Um, And what they're doing, they're stocking some of the newest, I guess, um, most exciting up-and-coming brands that are sort of slowly shaping and changing the perspective on golf. Um, Us Brits, when we order something like Melbourne Golf or Birds of Condor, we get stung by import charges. um, And essentially, this is the problem that Fine Golf Collective solves, um, creating a ridiculously cool brand. Um, to make other ridiculously cool brands more accessible, um he was really really interesting um and it was really nice of him as well um to give us fifty pounds uh, to give away to a listener um which you 'll see someone um we 're doing a lot of that recently if you if you if you didn't notice um Lefort and links winners just got announced. Uh, congratulations to asl golf and adamson and al burns uh congrats guys uh we're going to be continuing to give away stupidly awesome shit like that uh, week in and week out so please stay tuned if you liked if you liked got any value etc 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 please do share um subscribe leave a review on itunes or apple podcasts etc um and yeah enjoy it's sponsorship time, ladies and gents. We're brought to you once again by 4 Links. What exactly is 4 Links? I realised my previous ad was a little convoluted, as passionate as it might have been. Um, What is 4 Links? 4 Links is a multi course golf membership that uses a precisely engineered point system. Flexible enough for any lifestyle, members gain access to a growing list of golf courses, exclusive video content, and unique experiences with just one monthly fee, giving you the option and variety to play wherever you want in the Four Links roster that covers Nevada, California, and Arizona. Um, does Four Links require a long-term commitment? You ask. Are, they, are these guys just keeping you in for like three years and you know and, and stealing your money? No. Each billing cycle, month to month, renews every 30 days. You can cancel or pause your account at any time. They're good guys. They're nice people. Um, And how do Fallings Points work, work exactly? Well, you use them to pay for your tea times. Depending on what plan you select, um, i.e. depending on how much money you pay per month determines how many points you get you get a certain amount of points each month each plan is a different cost per point no money is ever exchanged at the golf course and green and card fees are always included perfect for these social distancing weird time motherfuckers um, and I also need to alert you and push in the direction um, of falling to new fantasy platform the new way to enjoy the PJ Tour um, where you play head-to-head matches you pay challenge matches there's all sorts of matches you pick your winners Fallings give you a great breakdown of uh, of each play and their chances for each week in the course, and the tournament. And myself uh, and Sam Kesson, the COO of Fallings, uh, discuss it in very much uh, very much detail um, on Tour Talk, Talk on a weekly basis to give you guys the best chance to earn points to play by playing fantasy golf. Guys, go check them out. Amazing company, fallings.com. Back to the motherfucking podcast. want what is up everyone? Uh, welcome to another episode of just jack 's just chat i think it 's season two episode fifty fifty three I think um, which will put us on around sort of a, a hundred um, um, and eight hundred ninth episode and it 's a bit of a special one for me this one because when I started the podcast the the goal the aim is is to always speak with interesting unique and progressive um, brands people and courses to help make the game of golf more more relatable um, as such I started speak with a lot of a lot of startups um, on the west coast of America as, as many of you all know um, and it's now come around a bit full circle. Um, and I came across a business a couple of weeks ago called um, the, the Fine Golf Collective, um, which was a UK online retailer um, stocking some of these brands. Um, and it was amazing to see because, you know, even if we want the likes of Melbourne Golf, Asher, Radri, Birds of Condor, et cetera, we all we all get stung with, with high import costs. Um, and we also left, I guess, if it doesn't fit or it's not right. Um, it's often not really worth shipping back because of the added cost and, and effort. Um, so I've got uh, the founder Jordan on today. Uh, Jordan, how are we? Hi
1: hey Mitch, how you doing? Thanks for having me on. Not, not at all, man.
0: Um, I, I guess the the way we like to always start these things is just take a deep dive into our guest, sort of our um, guess sort of story with golf, right? Like a comic book uh, origin story, if it were. So could uh, take us back, Jordan. How did you how did you get introduced to to the game of golf?
1: Okay, so my background in golf is not extensive like some. I didn't sort of grow up on a golf course or worked at a golf club for X amount of years. So I basically started playing I suppose when I was about eight or nine, only for a couple of years. Um my dad has always played. Um, started playing for a couple of years. Didn't really take to it was more into I guess around that age you played a lot of football. I guess it was more accessible. Um, you know just head down the pipe with the ball and you're and you're away um so it's didn't didn't continue with golf um until i picked it up again about probably about 7 years ago um and started playing again um having a few lessons and yeah for the yeah for the past 7 years i've been been back playing and uh, sort of come from a family that plays a lot of golf uh and that's that's really it for mm. for my my background in golf um and then yeah, here we are today, really, talking to you. What
0: what 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 sort of triggered, I guess, your your interest in, in making a sort of a career move to, I guess, you know, first off, identify the issue that uh, you know, UK and European customers are having a hard time um accessing some of these cooler brands that represented them more, I guess, than than you know. Look, I I don't have a problem with the traditional traditional golf brand as such. Um it's just nice to see a bit more variety out there now. So I I guess how did you identify that issue of, of golf golfers not being able to access that stuff. And then I guess what made you take the plunge and, and and start find golf collectives?
1: So I think when I sort of picked, picked some clubs up again, about seven years ago, I went, I was actually on holiday actually in Florida and I went for a golf lesson with the assistant pro. Hmm. Remember I turned up, I just, I hadn't, I hadn't been in the game for ages or really even thought about what I was wearing, just turned up in a normal t-shirt and a, just a normal pair of shorts really. And the head pro said I couldn't have a lesson unless I bought a polo shirt because I couldn't go on the range oh my without God. a polo shirt on. Yeah. So I was – and luckily, in my defense, the lad who was sort of younger and similar age to me said, "I, oh, this is in America, You know, a lot in the States, a lot of the driving ranges, like they hit from either end. Mm. Um, So he said, "I oh, will take him to the back end of the range. <laughs> and that was a bit, bit of a – yeah, that was a bit of an eye-opener. Like, I only turned up for a lesson and now uh, – yeah, I've got to, got to buy like a eighty dollar polo shirt from the pro shop, but luckily that that didn't happen. So anyway, that's always stuck in my mind. And then I guess really about five years ago, um, four or five years ago, a lot of these newer brands really started cropping up and getting big on social media, um, and selling cool stuff. Like I'm I'm the same as you. Not got nothing against the traditional golf. I still like a nice polo shirt to go and play in. Um, but it's a lot of the off course stuff and hybrid stuff. What really sort of caught my eye. And I go over the States normally a couple of times a year. Um, and I was interested in a lot of the American brands. And I was just started, bu- you know, buying bits and pieces online and just swallowing the import charges <laughs> and yeah. And the wait times. And then, I actually had the idea to start this probably about three years ago, but I I emailed some of the brands and I had a mixed bag coming back. So just left it really didn't think much about it. And then the start of this year, I just started to think about it again um, and had a look into things and went through a lot of brands and looked at, like I said, just shipping costs, shipping wait times. Um, If you want to return anything, it's a real pain. Most of them, you've got to pay to send it back um and just thought it was a real shame for some of these some of these guys who've got these really good brands who may be just struggling a little bit to break into the uk or just being more accessible to their uk customer hmm. so emailed a load of guys um just saying proposing my idea and what i was hoping to do and had um pretty good response coming back but probably really only three brands who were on board initially and really up for it, um, so I just decided to go for it and get get the three brands in, get the site up. And then hopefully, once I was up and running, see if I could, you know, get some other guys on other guys on board um, just to join us. And that is pretty much what's happened. And we're still into. I mean, we're, I only launched it in July, um, and I'm still in talks with. There's quite a lot of other brands that we're in talks with who will in the next coming months will be joining us as well and it's been really good um that's just been yeah so good it's lovely great to work in the industry um and yeah just just work with some of these mm. some some of these good brands and creative people
0: yeah that's that, that's what i particularly liked about about your brand um upon first looking when i had it had a you know a, a deeper dive into it is um these brands are like a hand selected because you feel that uh they're you know, particularly representative of of I guess modern culture, and I think I, I think that's yeah. really really important to note as well for people is that you know you, you just know, you didn't just decide to set up an online golf shop and just stock anyone. You're you're no. you're stocking brands that you feel that um, golfers out there want because it represents them more on the course than than perhaps what's out there at the moment. And I think that's I think that's a really important distinction to make because um there's the, I, I don't really know another. Golf shop like it. Um, I mean, there was a there was a, a website which is actually unfortunately just shut down um, called Origin Golf Club. They were based yep. out of uh, out of Oregon. Another um, yep. I know, I know guy there, Chris, pretty, pretty well. He's the he's the sort of um, golf designer at Nike. Um, yes, he had a similar sort of thing, right? He's stocking the likes of Jones, Melbourne, um, Birds of Condor, Radry, etc. All these sort of cool. Um, I don't know if it's just define as a startup, but certainly brands that um represented the masses a little bit more accurately um than your yep. traditional, than your traditional brands. Um, and that yep. that's why that's what I really particularly like about about your website, John. Your ethos is, uh, it's customer first.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, like yeah, like I said, we're just trying to get these brands just way more accessible to to the guys in the UK and Europe, and it's been had really good positive comments and it's nice like people sending me messages are oh, thanks for for making you know i can come and buy malibu from you or i can get a jones golf bag um just making it accessible to us and we haven't got to worry about the, sh- the import shipping maybe waiting two weeks to get something hmm. um so yeah it's been it's been really good and there's there's, there's a, a lot of, i don't do it full-time i'd like to but um it's be, being new it's just something i do I, it's actually been really it's taken off really well and i'm really busy with it so every morning i'm up early to pack my orders up to get them get them posted out before i go and do my normal job all day and when i come home i'm just doing fine stuff all evening really um but i love it and hopefully sort of get to the stage where i might be able to drop a day a week of my normal job and and, and do some more of this
0: yeah, that, that, that's that's pretty much a, quite a similar journey to to what I'm on as well. To be honest, John, where you know I, I'm I'm doing what I'm doing is a, a passion project on the side, trying different things. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't pay it doesn't pay the bills yet, but I, I certainly hope it hope hope it does eventually. But I think yeah. that's it, it, it's always really cool to to I guess to engage with brands who start like that because there's a certain amount of sweat equity that is earned and you, you can't fake it. It's not like you've got a bunch of investment um, yep. and you take this on full time. It's, you know, you, you've got to earn, you've got to earn your right to make it full time. So rest assured customers are going to get an impeccable service because you can't afford for them not to have one. Um, it's almost like you're working, work, working hard for the customer. And I, I, I always admire those, um, those stories of the, of the early morning or the night hustle, weekend hustle, et cetera. Um, it's great to see. Well, where, whereabouts are you? are you from Jordan in the UK?
1: So I, um Lived, I'm based in norwich i've okay. pretty much lived here my whole life apart from lived in London for about three years for a while um but yeah i'm back back here yeah I live here so um it's pretty good like it really nice
0: nice and what what's um, the what what's sort of the the golf culture like um the down
1: there so unfortunately I think like a few places um golf clubs are I, 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 kind of struggling because i think just just land is getting at such a premium that yeah you know there's been a few clubs here that have so you know sold off nine holes for housing and stuff um the club i belong to uh which i just have like a braid membership where i pay for points and points get knocked off when i play i'm not a full member um we've literally just it's called royal norwich we've literally just relocated we had a um, a course a really old course which is based quite close to the city center and obviously prime land for building um which they sold off but they built um an amazing new course just on the outskirts actually and actually won beat one of the courses at uh, pinehurst in a in a recent sort of award thing that they won which is really cool um so that's where i play and uh, and then there's a couple of other courses around here but like i said a couple of them are sold nine holes off for um for housing now, and I it's a shame really, and I think that's kind of trending that way across the country. I think.
0: Yeah, it's it, it, it's a strange one because like it, golf, I think this year is it, it's never been in a better spot in in culture, right? It was one of the first professional sports back on TV. Um, you yeah. know, After 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 COVID, it was one of the only um, obviously activities you could do legally. Um, during COVID as well, yeah. I think culturally it feels quite quite hot right now. It was sort of bubbling under the surface for the past few years, but I feel like this year it's broken through. We're seeing membership rates up, um, you know, uptake, participation in the game is up. But like you say, we've, we in the UK, I, I can't speak for speak for the US, but um, there's a big housing shortage problem, um, and golf clubs that have been run by old committee members for the past 20 years uh, yeah. are starting just to be like, well. Because they've run how they've run it, they've run it down and they're leaving themselves with no option. But I guess to sell the land off to to housing developers, which is which is a bit of a shame.
1: Yeah, to- oh yeah, totally. And I think, like you said, golf this year I think has really boomed. Um, obviously, with COVID and there was a lot of people furloughed with a lot of time on their hands because it's a time-consuming sport if you want to go and play a full round. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great for the game. I think a lot of people got into it and got out there. Um but I do feel for i think it's quite hard for clubs to survive as solely just a golf club um I think they have to offer more of a um it's like a destination really and somewhere where people go for you know if they've got a good like restaurant or bar as it is in a a nice clubhouse I think that helps clubs survive now um but I hope you know. Hope it will, like you said, it's on the up, and hopefully it'll be good for a lot of places.
0: Yeah, and I, I also think golf's in this, in this really sort of prime spot in terms of um, it's time for for, for disruption. Um, yeah. I think I think golf is obviously late to the party with most things. It has been historically, anyway. Um, yeah. But I kind of feel like we're in we're a really good point for creative minds to come into the game and, and and disrupt it. Right. Um. It's yet to be really seen as a venture capital opportunity. Um, but there's a lot of signals that are sort of showing that it's ripe for for disruption. Right, we've got participation going up. I think there's 60 million players worldwide—it's got like a 50, 60 billion uh, dollar market value. Um, it's a, it's an inefficient market, right? It's asset heavy. Um, there's all yeah. these there's all these things that make golf as a business model really old. But at the same time, that presents uh, a lot of opportunity, where there are a lot of eyes, a lot of attention on the game. I think we can positively spin this, and we've got brands like yourself like you you've set this up um, and probably two years ago it might not have worked, but because of where we are it's 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 nice to see that um it's getting so much traction traction early doors, and hopefully yeah, side of things to come
1: yeah, I think you're right, I think there's a great vibe around the sport at the moment um and you know, just like a lot of the players you' there's just a whole different mindset I think with mm. the the new guys coming through and a lot of them are, they're, they're you know they're proper athletes now. Whereas maybe you go back twenty years and it wasn't so much the case. Um, and I do just think it's starting to appeal in to a little bit more of a younger generation. Um, but it's going to take time, I think, for everyone to sort of come through the ranks and, um, and and get going with it. But I think you're I think you're right. It's going to certainly the disruption has started. Um, But I don't think, I don't think the game, I mean, we've not started up to be, to change golf or the game or necessarily, um, you know, like grow the game, but just to be part of the sport and um, yeah, just just join in and hopefully be part of the new movement really and and go along with which I think is the way the the whole industry is going.
0: Yeah, I I I I think as well though like um if you're anything like me you'll you'll constantly be thinking about what the fine golf collective is uh what defines it or who who you think you are as a brand and and what you're going to sort of um and what you're going to develop into but it 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 you say you, you know you, you your focus hasn't been on sort of changing the game of golf but you but you're solving a very real problem um. Yeah. and that's golfers want to wear clothes to best represent them on the course. Now, I, I have, I have this, I have this discussion a lot in this podcast, right? And I, I still haven't quite made my mind up, uh, Jordan, because like, like you say, if I, if I've got a, if I've got a, you know, a, if I've got a round at a bucket list course, you know, at a links course, maybe like if I'm going up to Scotland, for example, like an Archerfield or or something like that, I love dressing up to the nines and like and wearing my best stuff. At the same yeah. time, a lot of the rounds I play are hung over on a Sunday, and I just want to throw in a t shirt yeah. a hoodie and some like some trackies and go and smack a ball around for, for like for a few hours um, yeah. so I, I think the the, the the problem you solve is just that the the real golfer um, doesn't really want to wear um what's being prescribed currently um yeah. and I think the U S is certainly ahead of the UK in terms of startup golf brands that offer a different look or different style. Um, and they're slowly on the West coast anyway, starting to change the mold and, and change the perspective. I think the other thing that you have in America, which is really strong, that perhaps the UK could learn from is the municipal golf culture, right? Where you've got these yeah. nine hole, uh, council owned essentially, um, uh, par three often uh, golf courses everywhere and, and they're yep. always very casual because you can play all year round it's just like t-shirts shorts flip-flops go and smack a ball about and it's it, it's it's bred in the culture of municipal golf where in england although you can play better golf for cheaper right there's no like you know there's, there's not as many like country clubs where you've got to be a member to play etc uh, it doesn't quite yep. have that par three nine hole you know culture that's thriving at the, at the heart of it yes there are options available but most people who pick up the game. Um, in the UK pick it up by going to a club with a dad or joining an 18-hole club it's there's not much that municipal golf about so I think it's more it's more um, it's more founded in in sort of west coast culture than it is in the UK Uh, but by sort of selling these brands um, and getting them out there in the UK perhaps that can be the thing that uh, dictates the culture not the other way around
1: yeah I think you're right Um, and obviously you look on our site in the mid obviously the majority of brands are American. I think apart mm. from you've got of Condor from Australia. Yeah. Um, and then I think all the other brands so far are from, are from the States. Um, and I, I think they are, like you said, leading the movement out there and you're right, just because I think that they are making golf perhaps a little bit more accessible with a lot of the munis they've got. Um, and the sh- shorter nine hole courses and stuff like that, which might be, it might be a way to, things go here a little bit, like I said, with some of the courses going down to like nine holes and 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 things like that. And I think for people as well, um, I mean, I've I've now realised it. We I had a, a son at the start of the year, and it's oh, wow. to go and play eight to go. Thank you. Yeah, that was that was a big big change. <laughs> a big big, change big, big year for you. Yeah, <laughs> big year for me. Yeah. So um, he came along, and it is sometimes you just want to go and eighteen holes. It takes a long time, and it is nice just to go and play. I mean, even the, the new place that's opened here has got a six-hole course. Oh, nice. Um, so you just go play six holes. And, it's, and I think I can see it just going that way for people. Um, uh, and people just busy. I think people have busy lives now with work and, and everything else and families. And it is, it is nice just to go and play nine holes. So I think it could could trend that way over here. Like you said, a lot of the places in the States have done. Um, but, yeah, we'll see over the next probably 10 years, I guess and just see how it pans out.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, because I, I think the modern golf consumer is someone who would rather, because of the, because of everyone's sort of busy lives, they'd much rather just spend less uh, and play at, like, these nine-hole facilities or just, like, a municipal facility or, or something not, not too fancy, but yep. then be able to afford to, you know... Go to a destination golf course a little bit more frequently. Maybe they can go on a yeah. golf trip, like a t- two-night golf trip, like every other month, as opposed to just yeah. doing it once a year. I think the modern consumer would much rather have uh, more bucket list golf, more destination-based golf, and then fill it in with nine holes in the odd eighteen holes um, when, when when they get the opportunity. I, I think that's. I, I definitely see. I think that's where it's going. I think we've got to accept it as a as, as a golfing community. I think providing. Providing sort of more um, short facilities like six hole, more fun driving ranges, nine hole facilities, maybe mixed with a bar, cafe. Um, trying to intertwine golf into into a lifestyle um, rather than just being like, no, this is who we are. We've been like this since the since the eighteen hundreds, and we're not moving. Um, I think that's the wrong way to look at I think you've got to adapt to the to, to the modern day consumer, and that is someone who doesn't want to go, doesn't want to go and hit a ball round for four hours and get told what to wear. Um, yeah, there's a space definitely. for that. I absolutely loved. I'm a purist. I, I, I can't get enough of that level of golf. And I think the destination courses will always be there through, you know, RNA and a funding, um, just for, like, the course that are set up to be a destination course, get tourism, um, you, know, you know, all around the year. But these golf courses that don't get the destination golfers and rely on members need to think of, Of of how to adapt to the market, maybe it is selling nine holes off to developers to fund uh, maybe like a top golf style driving range, maybe bowling alley, like something that's just going to engage the consumer a little bit more than just being a rigid golf course that just puts membership price up every year and and doesn't really think about um, where where golf's heading.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, and I think um, you know a lot of these brands, like you sort of said, there are more of a lifestyle brand Mm. uh, rather than so much on on course stuff um which i think is really cool it's it's for people who you know kind of want to represent themselves as golfers sort of off the course with just subtle things in some of the clothing um really trending trending in a in a lifestyle fashion which i think is really good um and that's what we're sort of trying to be part of really and uh and, and get people out there and just make some just make a cool site just accessible for a load of different stuff for everyone
0: yeah um if you for like i think we i brought this up earlier in the the podcast but um now that fine golf collective's started right you've 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 had a kickstart you've got some traction you've had some good customers people are sort of vibing with what you're with what you're offering where's your head at now john with what you want this to become long term like where, where do you see this going three to five years
1: so i we've got like i said we've got several brands who are still yet to, to jump on. We're just like, sort of emailing and working logistics out. Yeah. Um, so some really good brands. And then I've also got, we're going to do a lot of spotlight stuff and sort of blogs, um, just getting in touch with the people who own these, these brands and hearing their story, where the, where the brands come from and what they're about. Just so you've got a little bit of substance behind sort of the things you're buying. Mm. Um, yeah. Just, uh, so you can come on the site and perhaps have a look at a brand that you like and then you can head head over to our blog, just read their story, where it came from, what drives them um, and, and what they're all about really just so it gives you a little bit more of an idea of what's behind, you know, and, and what's the, the passion and stuff that's behind the the, the clothing you're buying. Yeah. Um, tell them the story so of who you're selling. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then also short term moving forward is just, getting uh, more guys on board and getting our stocks up. Um, I appreciate people being patient with us. I think um, we sell out so fast and there's just limited selection for sizing at the moment because just just because of COVID, really, a lot of the brands we buy from um, haven't actually got the stuff to buy. The factories are so far behind just because of the shutdowns they had sort of at Mm. the start of the year. Everyone's sort of trailing behind. I spoke to the guys at Eastside about a week ago just to try and get an update from them. And hopefully we'll be getting some more stuff from them soon as well. Um, But I think everyone's just like on this six-week backlog of trying to get stock in. So I appreciate the patience people have got just checking in and things are still sold out. That will get better um, once things start to settle down a bit more.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you, you talk there about being able to tell the story of the brands that you, that, that you stock to really help communicate what, what, what they're about and what they represent, which I think is really, really smart. Um, and it's something that I think golf courses are starting to pick up on. I've, I'm working with a lot of golf, golf courses at the moment, um, uh, Jordan, where Destination Golf Course specifically, where we're doing a podcast and put it on their website because... You know, travelers that go to the golf course—they want to get excited about where they're going, whether it's Gamble Sands or or abandoned dunes or Rams Hill or, or these amazing sort of uh, golf course destination golf courses set in beautiful wilderness. Um, yeah. If they can engage their customer and have a like a podcast discussion like we're on now, and can hear about the course and you know what they aim to do for their customers, and just get them excited about about the experience, um, I think that'll go a long way to, to, to customer customer engagement. It's about experience, like experiential brands that are focused on. The customer first are just gonna win um yeah so i like i like i like your thinking in in that respect and um be happy to help and and interview any brands you do stock and pop on your website so people can find out a little bit more about it i um i know some of the brands that you're in discussions with at the moment i've already already done with so yeah give me a shout if you if you need those links to help to help tell that story
1: yeah you've hooked us up with some with with a couple of great guys who hopefully will be getting uh getting in stock very soon um just tracking back, moving, moving forward as well. We are looking to, um, in sort of peak golf season, spring, summer is opening, um, sort of pop-up shops oh, nice. where people, where people can come and actually you know, physically shop as well as we'll have sort of like, we'll have a simulator set up. So people can come in and hit some balls and just hang out a bit and have a shop and talk golf really, um, so that is hopefully hopefully coming as well. Don't know if it'll be next year again with everything the everything that's going on. Depends what what happens with retail and people being allowed in shops, etc., and things like that. So, but that is in the in the, in the pipeline as well. We just want to open up some some stores where people can come and hang out and yeah, have a shop, hit some balls and yeah, shit. chat it. I about, like it. <laughs> yeah, chat yeah about, I mean, chat yeah, about the game and yeah. I, mean, if, I think if 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 brands
0: can touch feel see the customer, and the customer can do the same with them like th- th- that for me is what it 's about That's who I want to buy from and engage with the ones that 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 really want to create experiences and, and create different opportunities for for engagement with with who they 're interacting with um yeah. I, th- I I think like it's it 's a bit stale of businesses to remain sort of behind the the screen a bit too much right I think although things are moving online, I think that um it's, it's obviously where it's at it obviously makes more sense more convenient for the customer it's easier for cost etc i still think there's yeah. an enormous value in brick and mortar business uh, or in pop-up business but it has to be more experiential focused, more engagement focused there's um i'm not sure if you're fam- you've lived in london so i guess you're familiar with with box park
1: yes, yes.
0: yeah yes. I, I i think that's the way retail will head where you've got you know, where you've got sort of you're renting out units um on the month, etc., where people come in for a pop up to engage with the customers, and then and then go back online or whatever. I I definitely think that's the way it goes. It, it's great to hear of, I guess, a, you know, a golfing entrepreneur thinking that way. It's it, it's exciting. It's um, it's good to see more yeah. people moving into this space.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's um, like I said, just opening up some pop ups and just having somewhere like not just a shop, but somewhere mm-hmm. to yeah, people can come and hang. And if, if we have a have a shop for say two or three months, we can run some evening stuff on like sort of some comps on the simulators and things like that and yeah that's kind of kind of the way you know in the future we hope to hope to take things
0: awesome and um have you got any aspirations to maybe to maybe sort of, uh, start your own line with, with with fine golf collective or is that not really on your on your on the horizon
1: yeah 100 we will be um we'll be bringing obviously like i've had a, again a few requests like Are we going to have anything with our logo on. So we will be bringing some bits and pieces out. It will probably be, well, we're now in October, so I guess it will be next year now. Um, It's just gone, it's it's been really good. It's just gone mad. I'm really busy with it. I don't think I'm going to get time to arrange our own sort of bits, but anything we'll bring out will be like capsule. So it'll probably be a limited run of things. Um, We'll just bring new stuff out. So we will definitely, we'll keep, guys keep checking in because we will have some of our own own bits and pieces coming out but not not loads um so yeah that will be something that we'll have going forward awesome. as well
0: Awesome. Good, good to hear. I, I like as well, Like you, 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 I like where you where your head's at because it's not like you're you're over. Overprom- you're not promising the world with, 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 what you, with what you have. You're just like, this is yeah. who we are. This is what you can expect. I really give a shit about you, but we, we, we're, we're still small. And I think the mistake yeah. a lot of business owners make and startups make is they try to bite off more than they can chew, try and run before they can walk, so to speak. And it's good yeah. to hear that you, 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 know, you, you manage your expectations. You know what you are, um, what you want to become. And you're, I guess you're just very transparent
1: about that. Oh, definitely. Small steps. I mean, I do everything. So everything you see is just me. It does it does a lot. Um, like I said, as well, on top of trying to trying to work a normal job and then do this. But it's, it's getting to the point where hopefully I can, if I can drop a day at my my normal work, I can spend more time on this. But yes, I'm not in a not in a hurry to uh, be absolutely massive. But I'd like. Like to grow it as much as I can, um, but small steps. I've got to fund everything myself, so of course, yeah, it's tough.
0: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's cash flow is tough. tough
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, but I don't see it. I just I really enjoy doing it, and I don't see it as a job at all. And I don't want to come across like I moan about anything. I love it getting up early. I mean, it, it brings when I wake up and I've had X amount of orders come in. I have so much satisfaction really, and you know, I, I am thankful for people just putting, you know, we just popped up here we are with these brands and people have bought from us and put faith in us. Um, we could have been anyone really. Um, so I want to thank anyone who's, anyone who's brought anything, um, from me so far is, is really helping out and helping us grow. And also the, any, any brands we stock have um, yeah, thankful for them for again, putting faith in us to represent them well and, and getting on board. Awesome. So, um, yeah. I'm well, as
0: a, well, as a, as a thank you, I guess to your, to your current customer base and to, to obviously my list as well for, 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 supporting, um, what we do with just Jack's golf. Um, George has decided to, to very kindly, um, give 50 pound, uh, credit for, for anyone wanting to shop at fine golf collective. Uh, we ran a competition on Instagram this week, um, which asked for, uh, listeners and customers alike, uh, to send in a voice note, just saying three brands, uh, that the fine golf collective stock. Um, had around sort of 20 25 people uh engage which which is awesome um, nice. over a period of about a day day and a half i've narrowed it down to five or six um, so what i'm going to do i'm just going to play out i'm just going to play out their voice notes um, and we'll just see which one's the most quirky which one i don't know you, you like the ring off most and uh, and we'll pick them. <laughs> Simple as that, okay, cool. yeah, and that I'll, I'll, cool. I'll announce that on a, on Monday when we when we post this. So um, the first one is from a chap called Michael Hudson. Um, he sounds American. He could live in the UK, but we'll we'll see. Okay. What's up, man? You have Jones, Asher, and Life Golf. Have a good one. He was a chill dude, wasn't he? Like that was that was, was mellow. He,
1: he does <laughs> sound American. Yeah, he might he said he might be over here. That was cool. Um, next
0: one is from a chap called uh, John Anderson. Just Jack's. Uh three brands that I'm picking are Melbourne personal favourite, Eastside and Birds of Condor. And by Birds of Condor you mean birdies and eagles. Sign me up. <laughs> you gotta love a bit of corn, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, that was Jonathan to be fair. Um Messy me quite a bit how much he likes uh, he, he likes Jones golf bags and and, and the Melbourne stuff as well. Um, the next yeah. one is from uh, Callum Fraser.
1: Melbourne Jones Asher.
0: Straight to the point. I like it. <laughs> next one is Josh there. Salter. Um... Uh, <clears throat> three brands that um, the Fine Golf Collective stock are uh, Melbourne Jones golf bags and Radri. Awesome, nice and straightforward. Um, and then yep. the next one we'll pick, um, we'll go Gary. Uh, let's see, uh, bet with me. Condor. Uh, here we go. Asher Golf,
1: Jones Golf Bags, Birds of Condor.
0: you <laughs> couldn't get any more Scottish goodie. <laughs> it's um, it's 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 it, it, it's it's nice to hear people talk about your brand though out loud, isn't it? It like brings the customers to life as well.
1: That's awesome. I mean, when you said, um, you said you had like 20, 20, uh, about, about
0: 21, 21 people, I think messaged me with, uh, with voice notes. Yeah. and I've just picked those, those five randomly. Um, I'm shocked.
1: I'm shocked. I expected you know.
0: Five at best. <laughs> well, the, the, the best thing is you, you're giving fifty pound credit to someone. They can actually get something substantial. Uh, f- yeah, yeah, fifty quid. They get something substantial, substantial discount of what they want. They're going to tell yeah. friends. Those friends will tell more friends. So I think it's a, it's a great incentive. Um, not much to go off in all fairness for, for for those five. But it's good to hear customers engaging with the brand. Um, was there any in particular that, that, that stood out for you?
1: There um, was a guy. There was a guy who said. Uh, I think he said his one of his favourite brands was Melbourne. I think it's this one is it John Anderson Fine Golf Collective Just
0: Jacks Uh, three brands that I'm picking are Melbourne personal favourite Eastside and Birds of Condor and by Birds of Condor you mean birdies (laughs) and eagles sign me up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that yeah. shitty but hilarious joke at the end, love it. Is it? Is, it, is yeah, that the winner? He sounds like a
1: <laughs> yeah. He sounds like a good lad. Let's just getting fifty. Just getting fifty quid. Credit wow, that's her.
0: that's incredible. So, John John Anderson, uh, you 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 have won this this contest. Congratulations. Um, if you're not, well, I'll post this on Monday, and I'll post it on Instagram on Monday as well. Um, yeah, fifty pound to spend across across the brands uh, on Fine Golf Collective. Um, yeah, unreal. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, put it towards he can like yeah just get something for 50 quid or you know you've essentially got fifty quid off a Jones golf bag or yeah whatever
0: well you will you I guess we give give create a code of some sort
1: yeah um if you if we can get his details, I will create a code and I'll just probably I'll uh, email it over to him um, or or send him it on Instagram or something and then uh, yeah just head over to the site and yeah use it, get whatever he likes.
0: Good shit, Jordan. That's uh, that, that's incredible, man. Um, th- thank you so much. I mean, I, just for just for all listeners, I, I hope you appreciate. I guess, uh, no, what what Jordan's done there. Obviously, to start up fifty quid is is a lot, but if if he can give as much value to his customers, he knows it's going to give him the best chance of growing. So, so thank you for thank you for that, Jordan, um, and all the that's listeners. Right, no um, I hope you recognize the value that I'm trying to create as well with this podcast. We've, we've given away, we've given away this amazing 50 quid, um, voucher for, for fine golf collective. We're giving away, uh, a round and overnight stay at La and Lynx in Norway, which will be announced tomorrow. We've given away right, overnight Christ. stay and rounds at past uh, Rams Hill, uh, Gamble Sands and Slady Hall. So we're, we're giving a lot away. We, we, we hope you guys are feeling the love and getting the value that you, that you deserve. Um, John, I don't want to take up any more of your time on a, on a Saturday, my friend, but it was, it was a pleasure speaking, getting to know you a little bit more. I'm a massive fan of the Fine Golf Collective already and what you're trying to do. Like I mentioned before, I, I love the hustler mentality. I love the focus on the customer um, and, I guess, trying to help golfers um, this side of the pond um, uh, represent themselves in a way that's, you know, that's interesting, unique, and, and something that they like as opposed to, I guess, the standard brands out there, which we've said we haven't got a problem with at all, but it's um, it's good to have variety and it's good to, I guess, um, promote a different culture within golf and, and, and help it sort of head um, towards the more modern consumer.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I appreciate, yeah, Mitch, thanks for having me on and um, thanks to anyone who's been on the site and bought anything from us. It means a lot. It helps us keep going um, and I hope sort of, people tune in and have a listen. Bryson you had Bryson's manager on one week and me on another <laughs> week. So I hope it's not too much of an anti climax for everyone. No, no, like like,
0: um, like I say, John, like this this is what this is what we love. We we love the like we I love all aspects of, of, of the game. I love the, the travel aspect of the professional game. We've had like, you know, Paul Tessori, Webb Simpsons Caddy. Ted Scott, Bubba's Caddy's coming on uh, next week. We've had awesome. Mark, Mc, Mark McDonald, Terrell Hatton's agent. Um, but then we've also had the likes of, you know, Fine Golf Collective, Origin Golf Club, Golf in Your State. We, we've had all sorts of people on from a variety of different backgrounds to help, I guess, you know, illustrate the different ways in which you can you can enjoy the game of golf. It's not just an elitist, snobby sport, and there's many
1: ways to, to, to get benefit from it. Yeah, I love it. I love hearing... Um, it's great to hear from not just, like, having people who have just players on it's just so good to hear from some industry people yeah. and yeah just across the board i think it's great you're doing a great thing awesome
0: man. i really appreciate it jordan um i'm sure we'll speak again soon but thank you very much for your time man um, enjoy is it your anniversary dinner this evening
1: it is yeah yes yeah, it's my um my two-year anniversary today so uh yeah out for some food tonight so that'll be good i'm looking forward to that enjoy what it lasts my friend cheers mitch thanks cheers now bye-bye bye